Hello, everybody. Welcome to Oshoot. My name is Cassidy Lynn, and I'm your host for today's episode of the podcast. I host every single episode. Um, but thank you for listening. I'm so glad you guys are here. Today, we are talking about the biggest lessons that you have learned in photography. So I put a poll on my Instagram story, and you guys submitted the lessons and the things that you've learned in photography. So today, I am sharing that with you. So before I jump into all of these wonderful lessons that you guys submitted to me, um, I just have a few life updates because that's kind of just what I do on this podcast at this point. I just share what's going on in my life before we jump into all this photography stuff. In case anyone cares, I basically just do it for my mom at this point. So if you're listening, mom, hi, hello. So um, first thing, Charlie is off in Maryland on like a work trip so he does landscaping with one of his friends who owns a landscaping business and they got a job out in Maryland for like I think it's like a week or two well it's been a week so far so it's at least a week but they're making like this really big like putting green thing so I don't really know like too much about that stuff but um I just know that he like lays turf and whatever so Charlie's gone I'm a little sad. I'm actually very sad, but I'm here, um, you know, still doing my thing. I'm still here, um, you know, taking care of our dog and stuff. Um, so that's one big thing that's happening right now. Let's see. I painted my basement last night. Um, we have like two rooms in our basement that have horrible wood paneling. So like there's tons of like, it's just like wood, like all over the walls. Um, and one of the rooms in our basement also had like really nasty ceiling tile. Um, and they did like, um, <laughs> so they have like ceiling tile, but then they did like a texture over it with like brown, like stringy looking texture. And it literally just looks like it's dusty and old, but for some reason they thought that that was like stylish or whatever. So I went in yesterday and started painting the ceiling, but it's just, it takes a lot of time. And so I have to go back and do another coat later. Um, but yeah, that's basically what I did. Um, what I've been doing, I, it's Halloween season. So Halloween was yesterday. So, um, I didn't really do anything fun for Halloween other than I helped my parents at their church doing like a, a thing where they pass out candy. So I, I helped with that, but I really did not do anything spooky or fun for Halloween this year, which is fine. Um, so yeah, that is my life update. Um, let's get into the episode. All right. So before I start sharing these lessons, I actually wanted to share my personal lesson first. Um, because you know, I just wanted to like put mine out there before I go and like read all these other people's um, because I actually haven't like read through them all. Like I definitely read through some of them, but I haven't read all of them yet. So I'm saying mine first and then like, I'm going to read the other ones. So the biggest lesson that I've learned in photography, um, obviously there's a lot of lessons and a lot of things that I've learned, but the thing that has like impacted my business the most is showing my face in my brand. Um, and I know that sounds like a little weird. It sounds a little bit like, oh, cool. Like you show your face, whatever. But like, honestly, that is the one thing that, um, is going to set you apart, honestly, more than having good photography. Obviously 
having good photos is important. And that's like the reason that people book you. But I think when you show your face and your brand, um, it establishes more of like a personal connection with your audience and with potential clients. And I think that's what a lot of people, that's what they want. Like they almost want more of like a friend figure. They want someone that they feel like they know to capture those big moments in their life because you know, it's a big deal. Like a wedding is a big deal. Engagement, um, family photos, all of those things are really big deals like in your life. Like those are big moments. So having someone that you know and you trust and you almost feel like you, um, I don't know, are like friends with them. That's kind of the vibe that I'm going for. So me showing my face in my brand has really helped me just like, I don't know, create more of a connection with my clients. And I find that I'm booking more people that, um, genuinely like want me there and they care like about my storytelling almost. Um, and I think that's like, that's just a really big deal in my brand. Like I really, I like that a lot. And obviously like when I show up on a wedding day or for an engagement session or whatever, my goal is always to capture someone's story. Um, but at the same time, they're going to feel more comfortable and, um, it's going to be more meaningful if it comes from someone that they, um, trust. So that has been my biggest lesson in photography so far. And I think that can be applied to a lot of other brands and like, um, other niches as well. It doesn't just have to be photography, but, um, yeah. So I hope you guys like my little lesson for today. And now I'm going to go on and just read all of your responses. We have, I have a lot of responses. So I'm just going to read the ones that stand out to me the most. Um, the first one is it's not about me when I make it all about me. I've done it all wrong. That's very profound. And I like definitely agree with that with photography. It's really easy to make it about you. Um, and even going off of what I just said about showing your face in your brand, um, that can very easily turn into this is about me, like my business, me showing my face is about me. But the reason that I, I would be doing that is so that my clients feel more comfortable and therefore I can give them better pictures and do my job better. Um, so like this person is saying, when you start to make it about you, that's when you've done it wrong. I literally agree with that so much. Um, it's very easy as a photographer to um, kind of point the spotlight on you. Um, even on a wedding day, like you feel like you're running the show a little bit and in some senses you are, but, um, you don't have to like make it known or like be overpowering or anything like that. I've worked with people who do that and make the wedding day about them. And it's, it's sad because it's not, that's not ever the impression that I want to give on people. I always want to just leave the best impression, um, that I can with people because I want them to know that I care about their photos first and foremost. Like that is the most important thing to me. So the next one that we have is that community is so important, both for networking and just having friends who can relate. Um, there were a lot of like responses about community. A lot of people said that community is really important. And just like this says, um, it's important for networking, but also just having friends who you can relate to and talk to about things. Um, as much as you can talk to like people outside of photography about photography things, the people that are in the industry are really going to understand it the best. So I definitely think it's important to have some photographer friends, but also it's important just to have people that you can refer 
yourself to, not yourself to, refer other people to. Um, just like that network is always good to have. Um, it's community is just very important. Um, and this person, like they nailed it right on top of the head. So, um, this was a very common response as well. Um, this person said, um, stop comparing myself to other photographers with like a bunch of clapping emojis. Um, I just got to say like, amen to that. That is, that is very, um, yeah, it's very important not to compare yourself to other people. That's that for me is probably one of my biggest lessons too. Um, I obviously like other people struggle with that. I still do. Um, and I think comparison is like the biggest thief of joy. I have no idea who said that. I'm pretty sure it's like a famous quote from somewhere, but, um, it truly is like when you compare yourself to people, the only thing that is coming from that is like your joy is being stolen. So the minute you stop comparing yourself to other people, I guarantee you're going to feel just like a lot more joy in what you do. And you're going to feel like almost more freedom to create how you want to create, um, to do photography, how, um, you artistically feel led to do it versus how you see other people doing it. So comparison, it's really hard guys, but that is a very important lesson. A lot, like I said, a lot of people said that. All right. Next we have, be careful about camera settings. It makes editing harder. I would definitely agree with this. Um, a lot of the times when you're shooting, you think like, oh, I can fix it in post. Like I can fix it in Lightroom later. It's okay if my settings are weird and my settings don't look good. It's okay if the photo's too bright, if it's too dark. Um, and while yes, sometimes you can fix things in Lightroom, if you do it right the first time, it just makes editing so much easier. It also like guarantees that your photos are gonna turn out and that they're gonna be usable. If you just kind of bank on the fact that you can fix everything in Lightroom, like what if you can't fix it in Lightroom? you know, then you're like, then it's just like game over. So that is, that is a good lesson. Um, someone said, don't work with broke wannabe influencers. Um, that's funny. Honestly, like that makes sense. Like I, I kind of under, I understand where influencers come from, but at the same time, when people ask for free photos, like that's just rude. Like I would literally never ask someone for free photos and I don't even like consider myself to be like a huge influencer. Like I just think that when people are asking photographers for free photos because they have X amount of followers, like that's just disrespectful. Like I literally would never go to any business and be like, Oh, can I have this for free? Like, um, I I've worked with people before. Like if it's like a mutual thing where they're okay giving me something for free, if I post about it type of thing, like that's totally okay. It's called gifting, but I, I'm just, sometimes influencers do like things that I'm just like, okay, I'm like embarrassed for all of influencers out there. Like, why are you doing this? So yes, I agree. Don't work with broke wannabe influencers if they are asking for your services for free or, um, being disrespectful. Um, that can be a pretty big red flag. If you are in photography, you'll understand. Um, Let's see. Somebody said, don't format cards. Don't format SD cards until sessions are delivered and then wait some extra time to. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. It's always good to have backups of your sessions. Um, I always have at least three backups of all of my sessions just in case something happens. Um, yes, I definitely agree with that one. 
Um, okay, so somebody said you can't please everyone. Um, very short and simple, but I definitely think that that is a huge lesson in photography. Um, there is like an art in saying no. Like there is, there is something like very freeing about being able to say no to people. Um, and that, that ties into the, this lesson that you can't please everyone because you really like, sometimes you're just not going to be a good fit for someone. And sometimes you have to say no because you want to leave that door open for someone else who, um, is a better fit for you. So yeah, you, you really can't please everyone. Um, but you can weed out the people that are going to be, um, not a good fit for you. Definitely. So, um, just keep that in mind as you're working with clients and as people inquire to you and like reach out, you're not going to be able to please everyone, but you can make sure that they're going to be a good fit for you before you book them. So then you're not in this boat altogether where people are going to be like unhappy with you or, um, I don't know, just being like nightmare clients. So, um, this next person said contracts, contracts, contracts. Um, (laughs) I'm assuming they mean like have a contract. Um, and I definitely think that is, that is huge. Um, contracts are like that, that's your protection. Like that is what's going to outline expectations. Um, as much as you can text back and forth and email back and forth, having that written agreement of like, this is what someone said, then this is what they're agreeing to. This is what was expected. And this is what we laid out on the table. All of that. Like, it's just like this, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like it what's it's what helps me sleep better at night knowing that I have a contract. Do you know what I mean? Like if I didn't have a contract, I feel like I would just sleep a little less good. Like I would just be a little bit more on edge while I was sleeping. Um I don't know if you're like a light sleeper or a heavy sleeper, but I feel like for me having contracts is just one less thing to worry about and when I'm going to sleep at night, I just feel like I'm always running through the, these scenarios in my head where I'm like worrying about different things and like, oh, did I do this? Did I turn this thing off? And like, I'm just worried about stuff. So contracts are obviously very important. They are going to protect you from um, just all sorts of scenarios. I've heard of a million and a half things happening to people um, in the photography world and having a contract in place is what's going to protect you. It, Yeah it's important. (laughs) So, um, this next person said underexpose and don't overexpose. Sorry. I had to read that. Um, it was a little confusing at first. Yeah. I mean, for me, I do underexpose my photos as well. So, um, I think underexposing is for me, it's better than overexposing. Um, when you underexpose your photos, you save a lot of detail in like the highlights and stuff versus if you overexpose, you lose detail in the highlights and it's hard to bring those back. So, um, I do underexpose my photos too. Um, if you're going to underexpose, don't like underexpose so much that you literally like can't see the photo anymore. Like definitely like (laughs) expose properly, but just do like just a little darker than you normally would. Like, yeah. So that is one of the lessons that you guys put in here. Um, Oh, This person, I actually like this. This person said to appreciate the subject in the shot for what it is and not what you think it should be. I really like that. A lot of the times we try to like project our ideas and project like our, I don't know, like our, yeah, I guess just our ideas onto our shoots sometimes. And 
sometimes it's just like just appre- like just appreciating the story behind what's happening um and just like the people behind all of this i think that is a really important lesson to learn in photography um sometimes with um weddings in particular photographers kind of do this thing where they want to get the most instagram worthy shot or they want like the most epic shot ever um and so they kind of try to force that on their couples but sometimes i feel like that distracts from the wedding day and i almost would rather like chill in the background and not have so much like control over all of that and just let the candidates happen versus like trying to orchestrate the most epic shot but while you're doing that the couple doesn't get to talk to their friends during cocktail hour or like their family during cocktail hour like I think that that um that is a huge lesson to learn in photography is just to kind of um appreciate it for what it is and not try to orchestrate something that is unnatural so this next one we have is to not put too much pressure on yourself. Um, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I am confused. Oh, 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 I see. Okay, to not put too much pressure on myself, some people are going to love my style and some will not. That is definitely true. Um, some people are going to love your work. Some people are going to want something else. And that's totally okay. I am like more of an authentic, candid, um, journalistic type of photographer, but some people do more of the pose stuff, more classic photography. Um, that's okay too. Like literally it's fine. Some people want different things. Um, the sex one says to find your style and what you want to shoot comes with time. Don't beat yourself up. I love that your style is going to come with time. I think a, a, a lot of the times in the photography industry, it's like, how do I find my style? How do I get my style? Like, um, it, wh- is this your style? What's your style? Like, I just feel like we focus a lot on style, but um, it does come with time. I feel like as you figure out what you like and what you don't like and how you like to shoot, how you don't like to shoot, how you like to pose people, um, how you edit, all of that just literally takes time. Um, you could there's tons of different styles out there. And I think a lot of people shoot like a combination of styles too. So, um, yeah, this is a good lesson, lesson to learn. Um, this next person said there's enough clients for everyone and everyone is in all caps. Yeah, this is, this is very true. There's always going to be enough clients for all photographers. Basically there's always opportunities to take photos like literally people always want photos so um I think this is why to me community is so important because there's really no need to be viewing people as competition there's literally always going to be enough clients um to go around and then some like I feel like there's enough clients to like book weddings like to book you up completely and then there's always going to be people who are like oh I couldn't find a photographer so I had to ask my friend to take photos on their phone like literally like I feel like there's always going to be enough clients um, out there so it's a really good lesson to learn I think if you can learn this early on in your photography career too you can just save yourself from feeling like you have to compete with other people and you have to like just like not be friendly with people yeah this is just this is good to know very good um this next person said use manual camera settings whenever possible yeah 
manual camera settings are important. It it gives you like control over your final image. Like that's what's going to guarantee the results that you get at the end. If you let your camera decide what settings to do, even if it's just one setting, um, that might not be how you wanted the final image to turn out. So yeah. Um, this person said a third of the job is actually taking photos. <laughs> and then they have like a, the emoji that has like the little, um, water droplet on its forehead and it's smiling <laughs> for me whenever I use that emoji it's like the um it's like I'm nervous sweating like I'm nervous laughing kind of like that's how I use that emoji so they said a third of the job is actually taking photos with like nervous laughter um uh, yeah it's true if you guys didn't know um photography is a lot more than just taking photos it's editing it's running a business there's literally so much more to it than just taking the photos I do feel like half the time I don't even shoot. I'm just working on keeping up with my editing and keeping up with other things. Um, yeah, that is a good lesson. <laughs> Someone just straight up said patience. And I'm like, oh, amen. Amen. Um, someone said, don't undersell yourself. That's really important. Um, if you're starting out in photography, it's easy to just let people walk all over you. And then as you do that, that translates into like, later on in photography as well. Like as you get better and as you start to grow, you start to still undersell yourself because you think like that you need to keep up that, um, like those discounts and you need to keep all of that up in order to still book people. And guys, it's not the case. Um, I've found that if I set my prices like at a certain price, let's say $200, um, I need to keep my price at $200 and I don't budge unless it's like, someone that I know and I'm like very comfortable giving them a discount. Um, I, I tell people my prices and then if it's someone I know, um, and they ask for a discount, I'll tell them like, yo, this is my price. Like, this is just what I charge. Um, most people, if I like know them and they ask for my price and then they like wanted a discount, but didn't ask for it. Like I don't, I don't know. I just, they, they go to someone else and then it's just like, okay, like they didn't want to pay my price. So they booked someone else. Like that's it. Um, so underselling yourself is just like, I don't know. It's just a way of like showing that you're not confident in your prices yet. And to me, that's like not something that I want to see in a photographer when I'm booking them. I want someone that's like, these are my prices. Um, and I'm not going to budge because I know what my work is worth. Um, and I think just when it comes to like mentally and just like being in a good place mentally with your photography underselling yourself is really damaging um and your confidence it's just it's just damaging to yourself and I think it's it's gonna bite you in the butt later when you are a lot better and you should be charging more but you feel like you can't because you've been underselling yourself this whole time um wow I was not expecting to talk about that for so long but um yes that is a very good lesson um let's see <laughs> this person said your first a thousand oh no your first ten thousand photos are probably gonna be your first ones your worst ones um so okay let me just repeat that because that was just bad um your first ten thousand pictures are probably going to be the worst ones you take yeah I agree with this one that's a good lesson because um like a lot of people think that instantly they're gonna be like the super great photographer who takes amazing photos and books amazing clients and all this different stuff and it's like takes time like truly 
And I'm not saying that if you haven't taken a thousand photos within your photography career that you're like a bad photographer. Like I'm not saying that, but um, you, you should expect that it's going to take time to get better. Um, and this person basically within the same, it's like the same idea, but they said practice, 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 keep shooting is the best way to get better. Um, yeah. So next we have, you can't compare your work to everyone else's. It's okay to stand out. I think that's really cute. It is okay to stand out. Like it's okay to be different and to have unique work. Like that's okay. Okay. So somebody said, always be prepared. I definitely agree with that one. I feel like they have more to say about that, but I like, I like the conciseness of that. Um, somebody said you have to be very adaptable and quick on your feet. Yeah, that is true. I feel like at a wedding, I literally like, I am ready to shoot at all times. Like I'm always ready. I'm always ready to get it just in case, just in case something's happening and I have five seconds to get there and get the shot because that's actually happened to me before. Um, okay. So someone said, Ooh, this is interesting. They said where the shadows meet the light on the ground equals the best backlight. I've never thought of it like that. So I guess where you see the shadows on the ground. Oh, Oh, I see like where the shadow on the ground is meeting like the light on the ground. That's going to be the best backlight. So that's where, okay. I'm literally processing this out loud and I'm looking outside and I'm looking at a tree that has like shadows on the ground. So anywhere that the shadow is next to the light, if you put your subject there, you're going to get good backlight. That's an amazing thing that I've literally never thought about before. Um, yo, my mind is blown. Okay. Let's keep going. Um, oh, someone else said you can't please everyone. Wow. Word for word, the same as the other one. <laughs> um, all right. Sorry, I'm just reading through all these. These are very, very good. Oh, someone said it's okay to be a be it's okay to be a beginner, make mistakes, take bad photos, and learn. Yeah, it's true. I agree to all of that. That's like amen. It's okay. It's okay to be a beginner, guys. It is okay. Ooh, okay. So, oh, this is interesting. Someone said photogenic people don't need photographers. The rest do. Okay. Um, someone said, don't rush. I used to want to always go quickly, but slowing down takes better equals better quality photos. Um, so I, I like this because I find myself rushing as well. Like I feel like I need to rush through poses and rush rush through all of it but if you slow down and take your time to think about your posing and to even just leave your clients in a pose for a while so you can get a bunch of different shots and variations of things yeah I think I like that so someone said back up everything um yeah you don't want to lose your photos that is scary um ooh, this person said I will never stop learning no matter how good I get there's always something new um th this was I debated between two lessons that I was going to say for mine. And I, this was my other one. Um, learning like literally never stops. Like you can be like the most high end top of the line photographer ever. Like you're, you've made it right. You're just like this in amazing, incredible photographer. There's always things to learn. Like even for those people that are at the top, like there's 
always stuff that you can learn and improve on. Um, and I think that's what's nice about photography is it's always changing. There's always like new things coming out and new concepts. And I don't know. I think it's just really cool that everybody has room to learn and grow. So like none of us should be judgy about anyone who's learning and growing and still learning things because like we've all been there and we're all still there. Okay. Um, this person said, there's no quick way to get good at something. You just have to keep practicing. Yeah, that is very true. Um, uh, let's see, take risks and try new things. Make your work your own. I like that. Um, oh, keep going. Even if you feel stuck or if it's hard. Oh yeah. You should keep going. You guys got this. <laughs> Reading through these makes me a little bit emotional. I don't know why. Okay, this person said that you are the photography, the professional. Step into that role unapologetically and own it. What I like about this is that they said, like, step into that role unapologetically and own it. I think that's, like, that's really awesome to think about. Like, just take that role as the photographer and just own it. Um, and I like, I like how this says that you are the photography. Um, obviously like you still take photos and like you are still capturing things, but at the end of the day, it's how you capture things. It's literally your creative eye and it's, it's your business and it's your brand. And that is something that you can own and you can go get that. Like literally go do it confidently. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, let's keep reading some of these. Ooh, somebody said, keep shooting until you get the right shot with the right focus and composure. Yeah. That's something that I learned pretty early on was like, you got to stop and make sure that things are in focus and that your composition looks good. Because if you just keep shooting and you're like, oh, I'm sure it's in focus, like you never know. So just making sure that your photo looks good like in all of the technical areas before you you go and like do a bunch of good poses and stuff because you want to make sure the photos turn out so it starts by having good camera settings locking that focus getting good composition and then getting your subjects into that spot that you want them to be in somebody said shoot in raw yes I agree shoot in raw um all right. Somebody said it's okay to not work a nine to five. That is a good lesson. Um, especially within this like, um, very corporate world that we live in. I feel like we have this nine to five idea in our head. And for me, I like the nine to five hours. Like I, I work pretty much like nine to like three. Um, you know, I try to like set somewhat of hours for myself, like office hours, but if you are more of a night person and you're doing photography, then go do it at night. Like it's, it's okay to not work in a specific set of hours. Like who said that nine to five is when we have to work? Like you can work from midnight to 2am for all I care. Like as long as you're getting your editing done, as long as you're doing the things you need to, like you go and you do it. Okay. Um, Somebody said, trust the process. And I got to say, yes, yes, yes. Trust the process. It is a process. Photography is a process. Um, oh, somebody said, forget YouTube tutorials. The more you shoot, the better you get. I agree with this. Like shooting for me was the best way for me to grow. I 
spent a lot of time doing like looking at YouTube videos and just like watching how to do things. But until you actually go out and do it, um, you're not going to like fully understand like how to change your camera settings and how to grab focus and how to compose and stuff like that. So um, I don't think that YouTube tutorials are bad. I definitely think that YouTube tutorials are going to help you. And I mean, I like YouTube, YouTube tutorials. That's kind of hard to say. I like YouTube tutorials, um, but there is a point where it's like, there's only so much you can watch and you just got to go out and do it. It's funny. I just like created a reel about that and it's sitting in my drafts right now. So it's funny that they said that. Okay. So this, uh, these are, this person had a couple of them. They said, charge your worth, invest in education and be willing to make mistakes. I like that. I like all of these. Uh, this lesson that someone said is fail along the way, but it will only get me to where I'm supposed to go. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, all right. Uh, this other person said, don't compare yourself to others. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, someone said niche down. Um, if you don't know what that means, it means like picking a niche that you're going to stay within in photography. So that might be like weddings and couples. Um, maybe that's like families. Um, maybe that's like senior photos. There's different niches within photography, you know, like nature photography, sports, all that different stuff. So this person's saying that like choosing a niche, um, is important. Um, and that's a lesson that they've learned. I've had a lot of people say, don't forget to remove your lens cap. Um, I don't know if that's like a joke or not, but like, how do you shoot if you have your lens cap on? Like it's literally dark all the time. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I've never done that before. <laughs> um, somebody said to get out of your own way, doing it imperfectly is better than not doing it at all. Wow. Guys, I really like all of these. They're all like very motivational and inspirational. Um, being authentically you is better than trying to pretend to be someone else. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to cry. That's like literally like, yes, I'm emotional. Be authentically you. It's better than trying to pretend to be someone else. I'm literally going to like write that on a sticky note in my mirror every day. Like tell myself like be authentically you. Try not to be someone else. <laughs> okay. Um, so... Oh, I like this. Share your work even if you aren't good enough yet. Yeah. Sh like, I mean, I think good enough is like subjective. Like, like if you think you're not good enough. But I mean, I think some people think they aren't even like good photographers and then they are. So it's definitely that's definitely like a mental thing to think you're good or not good. Um, But. I think sharing your work is very, very important. That's a very big lesson. It's just like sharing things, putting yourself out there. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Um, someone said how to say no to people. Um, and then they said, ha ha. Yep, that is very true. I think a big lesson is just like knowing what your limits are, knowing like how much time you have during the week to book different things, knowing who's going to be right, the good fit for you. Like all of that is good to know and then if someone isn't a good fit or if you don't have time saying no to them um someone said always keep an eye out for sunspots on people's faces that is a good lesson yes um <laughs> someone said family and friends are usually not your ideal client um yeah I would agree with that a lot of the times the people that you want 
to book, like, you know, your ideal client, um, this idea of the perfect client, most of the time it's not going to be your family or friends. Um, I mean, yes and no. Like, sometimes you do have family and friends who are, like, you know, have the type of wedding that you want or have the type of engagement that you want to shoot. But also, like, yeah, I can see that, too. I can see it. And these are like lessons that you guys sent to me. So I really, I really shouldn't be over here saying like, yeah, that's a good lesson. No, that's not a good lesson. Like they're all lessons because you guys submitted them. Somebody said, don't send a gallery when they haven't paid. Yes, that is a good lesson. If someone hasn't paid you for your work, don't send them the gallery. You know, it's like if you buy a couch online or like order a couch, but you haven't paid for it. They're not going to show up to your house and give it to you. And then like afterwards be like, oh, can you pay me for that? Like you got to pay before you get the goods before you get it. So yeah, don't send out those galleries, guys. All right. Um, somebody said, don't take a thousand pictures from a 20 minute mini session. Um, yeah, I would agree. Maybe don't do that. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. We will do one more. Um Okay. I'm trying to find a good one. Okay. I like this one. If you are comfortable, they're going to be comfortable too. I think that's like a very good lesson to know because the more comfortable you are and the more confident you are, like that's going to translate over to your, to your clients. And I found this a lot for like wedding days as well. Like your confidence and your mood and attitude is going to set the stage for the rest of the day. Like your mood is going to impact like the couple, it's going to impact the bridal party. Like, so just being comfortable and like, I don't know, confident in yourself, that's going to translate over into your photos, like 100%. All right. That is all of the lessons that you guys submitted. Thank you. If you submitted one, because I feel like there were a lot of really good ones in there. I hope that if you are listening to this, that maybe you got a lesson out of it and you learned something or you just kind of sat there and you were like, yes, I agree to all of these things because that's kind of what I did too. Like I agreed to all of them. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you liked today's episode. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, feel free to leave me a review if you liked this episode or if you've been enjoying the podcast. Remember that you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. All of that is linked in the description. Um, I share lots of free content on there, but Guys, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I hope everyone has a great rest of their day. Expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders. Capture the moment. Oh, keep my sanity. The wisdom rushing in. So much clearer A little bit higher With every step I take I'm getting good Getting a little bit better I'm climbing to the top Never gonna stop I'm